the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. True North, on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. Saturday mornings at 8 or via podcast anytime. Now, let's get into it with your host, Dirk Hobbs. Good morning, Southern Colorado. Welcome to True North. I am your host, Dirk Hobbs. You are listening to AM 1460 and 101.1 FM. And we are the answer. It is another perfect, perfect 4th of July weekend here in Southern Colorado. We got the heat is on. So I hope you're out there enjoying your walks, your rides, uh, just, just getting in touch with the beauty that is Colorado Springs. So glad you're here. Listening to us, we have an amazing program for you this morning. i got a full studio uh, of people that you're going to want to lean into because uh, they have uh, some extraordinary stories we're going to get into about the music industry, the film industry, and just, just what's going on on the whole creative production side of the world here in Southern Colorado. So stick around for that for a second. Uh, but before we get into the meat of the show, I want to uh, again bring your attention to the Ambassadors for Hope Golf Tournament. This uh, is September 18th out at Flying Horse, and uh, we're going to try to raise about fifty grand for Reclaiming Hope. And uh, if you've listened over the last couple of weeks, you know we're promoting this to help uh, that organization uh, provide bags that... Uh, are for the folks that are coming out of human trafficking. And these folks have uh, are just getting their first steps back into a normal life. So we're looking for players. we got a full field of 144 players available. And, uh, of course, if you want to come out and support us with a corporate sponsorship, we certainly welcome that. We're going to have an amazing breakfast, an amazing lunch, and it's going to be a great day, September 18th, Flying Horse. And uh, we'll have a really good day. Play hooky. For a change, all right, and come out and golf with us. Next thing is, uh, you know, on the cover of North Magazine, we have the amazing General Richard Clark. He's the soup, as they call him out there at the Air Force Academy. Great story. He lets you in on a couple of secrets uh, from his younger years. He is just an extraordinary gentleman leading uh, the Air Force Academy cadets. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's a small city up there, the Air Force Academy. And, uh, you know, you got all kinds of stuff coming in each class is bringing their uh, cultural warfare to bear on the academy. So they're now navigating, the new guys have arrived, and they are now navigating uh, the new world of what it's like to be a dually out there at the Air Force Academy. So God bless you kids. Hang in there. It's uh, it's not almost over. It just began. So good luck. <laughs> um, so And finally, I want to bring everybody's attention to the Southern Colorado Business Forum and Digest. We're about to launch that in August. This is the new business communication for all of Southern Colorado, and we're really excited to launch this business-to-business, economic development, sector reports, and that's some of what we're going to get into today with the entertainment industry here in Southern Colorado. So normally you don't hear those two phrases collide in the same sentence, entertainment industry and Colorado Springs, but that is going to change. 
Uh, it is changing. It has been changing for quite a while, and I am very pleased to open up the mics and the studio and the listeners into this conversation with Evan Hooten, Pete Schuerman, and Thomas Dawson. We're going to go down the line again. Evan, you are welcome, first of all. Good morning. You are the founder of Production Point. Yeah. And uh, your family's been in this entertainment gig for quite a while. You uh, have the Stargazers. Your family's very famous for having the Stargazers. Oh, yeah. Stargazers since 2009. Okay. That's a fun story behind that one, too. But yeah. Okay. Well, welcome. And we're going to get into the Production Point and what you guys are doing up here on the north side. You bought a huge building. Yep. And uh, we need to fill that up with projects. You a big hungry baby up there, so need needs need a lot of nutrition. Let's, let's go. Very good. We also have in the studio Emmy Award winning uh, uh, director Pete Schurman. He's very famous for his involvement in the Disney Secret Stories and Magic, as well as the 2008 production of Hazed. Pete, welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Dirk. Glad you're here. And uh, it's it's really kind of cool to be sitting across from guys who have done full, full-length full documentaries and some work with Disney. I mean, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it was, uh, it was hard work at the time. Documentaries are tons of work. Mm-hmm. Tons of work for a lot of people, which is great. Indeed. Um, and uh, hearing that uh, you're mentioning, you know, we're wanting to talk about an entertainment industry in Colorado Springs is literally Music to my ears. <laughs> it is. It it's, is music I'm so to my ears. grateful for you um, you know, spearheading this. Absolutely. Speaking of music to our ears, we have a very interesting gentleman to my left, uh, Thomas Dawson, who is uh, <laughs> he's the uh, music. He's been in music and film, but he's also very uh, known for his work with the Commodores. He is their music director and keyboard artist. Thomas. Hey, well, thank you for having us, man. We're really happy to be here. Really appreciate you being here, all three of you. So this is a real treat for me, for the listeners, because we're going to get a front row seat on what we're doing in this community with all of the work you're doing. So, Evan, let's start with you. Kind of what what was the vision first uh, with Production Point? What what was the impetus for you saying, I need to go buy a 17,000 square foot pile of bricks? It's bigger than that. It's a 40,000 square foot pile of bricks. Well, there you go. 40,000 square foot pile of bricks. Yeah. So um, Production Point is basically a culmination of several of my entities over the years that I've had. And over a period of about 20 years, I've either started a, a business or acquired one to kind of put be pieces to a puzzle okay. to create a... Um, Kind of that one-stop shop for the experience of anyone that's looking to um, either start a business, have content uh, created, just help get some guidance through whatever they're doing. Because I've had the wonderful pleasure of just working with so many different people in so many different industries um, and just seeing the growth and development and, and the pleasure that they get from seeing um, their ideas come to fruition. Uh, but primarily heavily being in the entertainment industry, that's where uh, my background comes from after all these years starting out out as a musician and then going into um, the manufacturing side of things, being global director for sales and marketing for a manufacturer, being a touring engineer um, for lots of wonderful bands, doing artist development for labels and management companies. And just uh, along that, that path, you know, getting into again, more marketing and, and printing and web design and just the consulting aspects. So um, I had the pleasure of, um, the opportunity to kind of bring everything together under one roof 
a couple years ago and, you know, I thought, okay, do we either take it to the big spots, you know, kind of like the big three, do you go LA, Atlanta, New York, or, um, you know, with all my travels, Colorado Springs was always just, just always wonderful to come home to, you know, I had the pleasure of living elsewhere, but, um, to me, you just can't beat Colorado Springs being a native. And I said, you know, I think we're just going to settle, you know, set roots here. We're going to bring this concept to, uh, to life and, um, we're having a lot of fun doing it. It's been a great about year and a half at this point with the build out and um, getting branding and everything in place. Mm-hmm. And now we're just ready. Doors are open and we're about to go full swing. Well, and, and you've poured millions into the technology that's up there. It's the soundboards, everything. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. been a, it's, it's not in order to do it and do it right. Mm-hmm. It's uh, definitely not cheap. Um, you know, not, not made of money, but was, was able to luckily make, make it all happen. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, now we're just trying to, again, work cause we're in the community for the community and really just trying to bring the, um, awareness to the facility that now it's open, mm-hmm. that anybody can come in. Doesn't matter what level you're at, if you're starting out or if you're a seasoned veteran and whatever you're doing, um, we're here to help. Absolutely. Well, let's bring these other two gentlemen into the conversation and say, okay, so you all are working at Production Point. You're you're working out of that office. And so how did you meet Evan real quick? And then what was kind of the, the tie-in for you, Thomas? Okay, for me, I met Evan at a music trade show, which is the NAM show, which is a National Merchant of Music Musicians and all of that. But okay. what it is, what biggest show of the year and I had heard of Evan when I first moved to Colorado Springs. Okay. Um, and I met him at the trade show and we started having conversations about really doing some cool things here in, in Colorado Springs. And okay. now production point is launched and here's uh, the realization of that vision of us doing something really cool. So you're, you're kind of bailiwick there is the music scene, the music for post-production production. Correct. Yes. Okay. So uh-huh. unpa- unpack that a little for us. I mean, a musician comes to the front door. What's next? Well, we have the opportunity to actually help guide them through to actually have success in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, my background and my mentors are my older brothers, I call them, which are the Commodores. That's right. And the interesting thing about the Commodores, and because we think so highly of community, things happen it's people that make things happen. Mm-hmm. And the Commodores were college students at Tuskegee University yeah. when they launched. That's right. So I got a chance to actually see firsthand, even though I joined much later. But they're college students. That's right. And Motown, the success of Motown as a record label and what Barry Gordy did, he pulled from the community. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aretha Franklin, Smokey Robinson, Absolutely. they were neighbors. That's right. So I always feel that the next Steven Spielberg or the next Stevie Wonder can be living right next door, could right across right the street from me. Yeah, yeah, there's no different. Well, that's really cool. So, I mean, you've really got the full suite of offerings and coaching yes. to yes. help these folks right. take, take their first steps. And Pete, we're, let's plug in the film discussion, too, and then I want to have kind of a round table for the next three quarters. The film stuff. Uh, I mean, where to begin in Colorado? That conversation has bounced in and out of here for decades. Oh, gosh, yeah. And uh, Colorado has had kind of a, a turbulent time when it's come to film. There's always been um, 
Oh, back in the 90s, there had some issues we, because we certain initiatives we were taking at the time that yeah. weren't favorable with Hollywood. Right. And some of the projects that were brought to Colorado weren't exactly favored by Coloradoans. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's been kind of a, um, like I said, kind of a rocky time trying to get it all figured out. I, similar to what both Evan and Thomas has said, I, I had the opportunity when I was with we're working with Disney to stay out in L.A. Um, I had done a short film that got noticed by one of the execs there. Mm-hmm. And then next thing I know, they wanted me to, to direct uh, this, this project for them. And there was no way I wanted to stay in L.A. The next thing. Gee, on, why not? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> a lot of reasons. And the next thing on the docket for Disney was Lady and the Tramp 3. That was my lifelong goal of making right. a direct video. So. Right. Yes, Colorado Springs was kind of the place to be, and trying to make a, uh, an industry out of it here has been a goal, yep. um, but well, it's been a challenge. And we're going to talk about the, the, our departure as being the hate state, because uh, that's what you're dancing around there. And, uh, you know, we're going to get into uh, what, where we're positioned now and the opportunities that lie ahead of us for this entire segment, this entire industry, whether it's corporate, big film, or big music. So we're back in a minute with these gentlemen. You're listening to True North on AM 1460. I got a nightmare phone call that no parent wants to receive. Someone hit me going 60 miles an hour. Dr. Ramos uh, came highly recommended. When I showed him the x-rays, he immediately knew exactly what was wrong. We've had a tremendous experience with Ramos Law. Really, I could not be happier. Having the car accident was an accident. Finding Ramos Law was no accident. Injured in a car accident? Ramos Law can help. RamosLaw.com. And we're back with Evan Hooten, Pete Schurman, and Thomas Dawson. And guys, we are, I'm going to set the table here and then I really want to hear from you uh, the rest of the time we're together because uh, it is one of the things, Pete, you and I kind of bounced on this right before we left for the first quarter there. And, um, you know, the film industry in, in, on the coast had a very vocal position on the state of Colorado and um, why they wouldn't work here, okay? And Amendment 2 and, you know, whether it was, who was it, Barbara Streisand or who, whoever it was. Barbara Streisand, yeah. yes. So yeah. they're the hate state. Okay, well, that's been a long time ago, A. And B, it's, um, it's not exactly the whole truth. And nothing but the truth, right? Right. Uh, as is typical, it's a position. Um, but there is a new wave of people that have moved into the entire state of Colorado. There's a lot of talent of people like you who said, L.A. is just not an option for me. But you've got that pedigree. Thomas, you've got that pedigree. Evan, you've got that pedigree. And we've all seen there, been there, done that, got those T-shirts. But we want this lifestyle, this Colorado lifestyle. So with that, I mean... We're all still pretty young. We're still active in the prime of our lives, and we want to put that creativity and that energy and experience to work. So several times there's been this film discussion or this bigger music discussion, and there's been a contingent of part of the community that says, well, gosh, we really don't want that. You know, we don't want to go back into that. Uh, and then there's another wave of people that are coming and saying, you know what, this is what we do. We're going to do it. And we're going to create an economic sector specifically around the entertainment and production industry. 
and quality original content, and we're going to make it happen. And, and now we have a facility that can actually facilitate all of that, the development, production, post-production, and release and distribution of that stuff. So jump in here, fellas. I mean, where do we need to start? And I mean, you've, got, you've kind of started, but where do we need to go from here to continue to fuel the tank? And get people, especially younger people that are in the creative sector, to participate and engage and see Colorado Springs as a solution for them for the long haul. Anybody want to jump in with that one? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the interesting things is everyone always asks. Again, they see it as, you know, studios and and um, kind of primary focus. When you walk in and do the tours of the buildings, as you've seen, you're just like, holy moly, yeah, you've got all this great equipment, these great rooms. Um, so, like, hey... It's always uh, kind of biased. Oh, so you're music heavy or, oh, you're film heavy or, oh, you're, again, rental heavy because we also have a whole rental division that goes out and does everything from corporate events to trade shows, fashion shows, concerts. Um, But I basically say it's just a content creation facility is really what it is. And doesn't matter whatever level it is. It could be someone that wants to come and do their own podcast. It could be, as I say, grandma that wants to just um, capture and teach people how to make her secret cupcake recipe. Or it could be mm-hmm. doing a film documentary. I mean, we've got a 7,500 square foot soundstage with a 32 foot video wall, um, all the concert lighting fixtures, multi cameras, and a full stage in that area. So you could do everything from TED Talks to bring your band in to do a rehearsal, shoot a music, music video like we've done. Um, we've had. Uh, realtor groups come in and do their annual trainings that were then you know broadcasting across the country to all their remote offices. Sure. Um, again, I just sat with a wonderful gentleman that's a keynote speaker that's taught in, I mean, I think he said over 150 schools. Um, but now that some of that budgetary constraints are kicking in, um, he's not being brought in anymore. So he's going, how do I still get my message out? Because I believe in it so heavily about, um, you know, just, just the kids and virtues and values how do I get into this podcasting or how do I need to start with audio, video, pictures? What do I do? So he sat with him a couple hours and put together a whole package and kind of a timeline for him. And he walked out and you could see that he just had this, and he's a big guy. I mean, he's a, he's a coach. He's been like football coach, uh, you know, baseball coach. He's done everything, a big guy, but you could just see the weight lift off of his shoulders and go, man, I've got an entity here that has the same passion for sharing messages Mm -hmm. as I do and that want to learn what I do just as much as any of the people that I go speak with and just kind of seeing how we can change the hearts and minds of, of people and the support that they get knowing that it's achievable. Anybody can walk into this facility and get this support to make any of their dreams happen, no matter what level it's been really great because it's in Colorado Springs. They've been worried they've had to go to Denver, L.A. I mean, right. Thomas knows this. That's right. one of the main reasons, things we've talked about for years and why we're here. Well, totally. And and to piggyback on what Evan just said, I think it's a belief system. You know, you can disqualify yourself instantly by thinking it's not possible. Mm-hmm. And here's a facility, here's a support staff to actually aid you and help you uh, in having your dreams come true. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer that if you believe we can't have an entertainment and film industry here. Or if you believe we can, in both cases, you're right. Right. It's your belief system. It's your belief system. I I have seen it multiple times in multiple situations that 
I'm originally from the state of Louisiana, mm-hmm. and I was there when there were no films. That's right. And I actually watched Louisiana become Hollywood South. And at one point, there were more films being created in Louisiana than L.A. and New York combined. No kidding. Yes. Wow. Exactly. I, I never knew that. Yeah. yeah, you can't tell me that it can't happen. Yeah. And then I watched it, this exact same thing happen in Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta's booming with this. Exactly. Yeah. And the reason it got a foothold was when our governor at the time cut the tax incentives. Correct. That gave... Atlanta, a chance to get a exactly, yeah. exactly. But I was there. I, w- I was building a facility back then, so I was there in, on the ground floor of that. And I think Colorado is ripe for this. Yeah, because a lot of people hang out here, mm-hmm. and they're dormant, you know. But they fly back to Albuquerque or yeah. Montana or LA yeah. or Louisiana. Yeah. So, I mean, Pete, you and I have had this conversation a mm-hmm. hundred times about the incentives that are just sitting dormant. Because uh, we really haven't positioned ourselves, and it speaks to Thomas's, you know, what is your core belief? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we as a community can come to the table and present to the governor's office a better case than we have in the past. Uh, absolutely. But I think I think what Thomas is hitting at, I think what we're all hitting at here is they, the – the belief that you can do it is it starts, and I think Production Point is becoming a catalyst for a lot of the people that you just mentioned that are dormant. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a perfect example, and um, I'll, I'll get to what the point you're trying to make yeah. through this story. That I just encountered uh, recently a filmmaker out of Fort Collins who's done a pretty amazing film, short film, mm-hmm. and he uh, just just a wonderful job out. He held hold no stops on it. And um, budget-wise, put a lot into it. But he's not – he saw our facility, and he's like, oh, wow. And I said, well, gosh, you have a, a Dolby Atmos mix on this. Well, no. And then talking to him more, he's, he started to submit this thing into film festivals, but he had no real strategy. I said, you have a website. You're going to need that because they want to know, you know, if you're trying to be visible with your film. Sure. So all of a sudden, we're showing him there's this – once he starts, well, we're going to help him, you know, with his project mm-hmm. and hopefully develop um, a nice landing page for him and so forth. So as people see that this guy who's realizing his dream can do it and then we can enhance it with some of the some of the services that we do, not only the – the Dolby Max, but the website and maybe some promotional material, which you need when you're doing that festival run. Then mm-hmm. more and more people see more and more people doing that on a national level. That draws attention to the area that the films are made. Mm-hmm. So um, suddenly, you know, there's more and more people saying they've actually done this. They realized their dream and you don't get that smirk of oh i'm a filmmaker is like really you, you do that here okay i'm, I'm going to talk to somebody serious you know right, over right. here yeah so more and more as that becomes legit as uh, not only a dream factory or, or but you know people are actually uh, it was a short film that got me my disney gig mm-hmm. launched my career that these are not just dream projects these are you know steps in the direction that you create an industry. Mm-hmm. And and if we can be a nucleus for that and kind of a catch-all for a lot of these people and attention starts falling more and more what we're trying to do there, then I think you'll get the attention of the governor's office and saying that this is not just um, a clicky kind of thing. It's This is something that can really bring in some good money into the area because there are solid professionals here that can handle it. There's a lot of talent here. Like you said, dormant. 
Mm-hmm. I love the most talented people I know are just kind of, well, gosh, just someday somebody may notice me. Right. They being noticed on the coast or whatever. But And that's all kinds of artists, right? It's musicians. Of course. Yeah. And it's, it's not just filmmakers or what have you. All across the board. Now, when we come back in the second half here, guys, I want to talk about the economics of this. Okay. Both the economic impact and what it takes to make a film these days or a record. And but I also want to talk about how Production Point can be the catalyst. You you kind of tapped on that because you do the websites, you do the the helping with storyboarding, helping understand the finance of film and how that works and how to present your pitch deck to like a like any other venture capitalist realm. You want to be able to perform and showcase what that looks like, how that operates uh, through the course of the project. So when we come back, I want I really want to do a deeper dive. And help people understand the mechanics of this and the money that's needed. Uh, And the money will come, Pete, is what I'm kind of getting from you. The money will come if we have our act together. Yep. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Very good. (laughs) Well, we'll be back with these gentlemen in just a minute. You're listening to Dirk Hobbs and True North. Glad you're with us. The news and events that matter to you. AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer. Getting crazy, baby, chill. Don't medicate, just meditate. You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late. Educate. All right, we are back here. You're listening to True North. You're at the second half of this great conversation on film and entertainment industry and how we are going to build it here. And I'm excited to have Ed, Evan Hooten and Pete Schuerman and Thomas Dawson, all from Production Point and extraordinary careers as individuals in the music world, the film world, and in the entertainment world in general. So thanks for being here, fellas. Glad you're here. Absolutely. And I appreciate it. Really appreciate you lending your expertise and insights. Uh, We were spending the break kind of dialoguing about, all right, what do we want to hit here? And one of the things that I, I cued in on was nurturing the talent that's in the community. And, you know, that's you said something that was interesting, Pete, that, you know, we focus a lot on the equipment side, right? But you're saying that there's a lot more to that. Uh, there definitely is. And I think um, one of the things we're really trying to do, one of the, one of the aspects of Production Point that I think you're going to be seeing more and more of is what we're calling the Production Point Academy, where we'll be offering workshops. And I can I can really speak to the film side of it, but there's much more to it. I mean, we're talking, we'll mm-hmm. have a business development and uh, how do you, you know, incorporate podcasts into your business, all kinds of things. But mm-hmm. In terms of film, we've already started a couple of courses on writing and acting workshops that we do. Um, the spearhead for that is Peter Dananello, who originated Big Fish Talent up in Denver. It's so an AFI um, uh, film institute uh, alum and so forth. So mm-hmm. we've got this growing amount of um, talented people coming to the table. And one of the things I'm finding is I was speaking to them because they were talking to me about coming up with a workshop of not just the Peter's handling the writing, they're handling the acting. I was like, okay, so how do you pull off a project from A to Z? Which is, which is a big question. Everybody goes to me. I, I want to make a movie, but I have no idea where to start. Right. Money wise and this and the other. So that's the workshop we're going to be looking at. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding out that a lot of people really are, um, haven't really engaged that much at all in the film. They just know they have a passion for this and that it's something they really want to do. They've played with their iPhones or whatever, and they have an aptitude for it. Mm-hmm. So, I the thing that you can discourage somebody like that right away, and for some reason, maybe it's an ego aspect, as a lot of people that have been in the industry will throw out a, 
Well, first of all, uh, you can't do this unless you have a 4K red, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. It's like, well, no. Do you have an aptitude for telling a story? That mm-hmm. would be my first question. Two okay. cameras and the truth is all it takes to make a story. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. Right. Um, what can you do? Have you done something? Well, it's just getting out there and getting their feet wet. So I try to, yeah. you know, we try to get the intimidation of how cool Production Point is. Make it a place for everybody to hang out. And eventually you learn the skill set and whatnot. You can get up to, you know, to the point where you're, you're doing a Dolby Atmax mix right. and everything. But giving the basics just to nurture that core talent that's there. Because um, even though a lot of people can do film, not too many. It, it is a talent. It's like picking up a paintbrush or whatever. You're not, not everybody's going to do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. But there are so many things you can learn every step around the way. What tried and true techniques or best practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're... We try to be a lot more open and um, inviting. Like I said, there's been a standoffishness in, in the past with some professional groups, but we really are trying to give everybody an encouragement um, that, you know, why not get your feet wet and try? Mm-hmm. That's what Peter is all about. When you hear one of Peter Dianello's workshops, it's, it's, it's not only learning things, it's like a motivational speaker. Right. It's just wonderful. So this is not unattainable. I mean, no. I mean, most people think that's a Hollywood thing or New York or maybe Atlanta. Maybe they're sophisticated to know mm-hmm. it's in Albuquerque and Louisiana, but it's not, it's not unattainable. Not at all. But you, you're, you're proposing to foster and mentor and nurture that talent into the open. Absolutely. And then walk them through the process and the landmines because you all have experience, been there, done that, got a couple Mm T-shirts and you've had your, you know what, handed to you, (laughs) right? And your kneecaps. So, um, you know, avoiding those landmines, you know, how does this translate in the music world? Well, even to piggyback on on the film side of this, that also impacts music because films have music. Of course. Exactly. But uh, everything doesn't have to be a theatrical release. Mm Mm-hmm. And and we've, and we've seen that yeah. in doing COVID, it was that the streaming services blew up. Yeah. So there's tons of films that are being uh, made for streaming only. Right. You know, so the budgets are a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. But there's an outlet, and I've been blessed to be a part of uh, the Men's Mackey Distribution Company. That I think today we have probably over 90 films that we've actually gotten distributed. Really? Yes. That's yes. extraordinary. So, and some films that I personally didn't think had a shot or had, you know, that would have been turned down by so many other platforms, but there were homes available for them. And these films have generated money and they're profitable for mm-hmm. the filmmakers. That's terrific. And and so how how do we open that door, Evan, and, and make sure that those people know they have a place to be. Let's f- first start with how they get in touch with you. Let's see, a lot okay. of that is just simply out Picking of up show. the phone. Yeah, pick up the phone, 719-967-6468, send you to it. And when you call in, um, anyone who picks up the phone, the receptionist, uh, sometimes even myself, would just say, tell us your story. What are you looking for? And we may not start where we think you're gonna, or where you think you're gonna start. We're mm-hmm. actually gonna go start and again. Let's start with branding, and I'll just talk about just making you some stickers because we have an in-house print shop for for all apparel needs and branding. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, um, as you know, Pete was talking you know, about uh, earlier, and then during the break, maybe just need a landing page just to get your own visibility. Right. Um, or yeah, you're all set to go. Just come on in, and we're just gonna start recording you and start some um, your songs because 
we actually think they may be able to go get and, and put on a little film project that we're either working on to get distributed or another project that we're working on in-house with someone. So you've either got that phone number or you've got productionpointcomplex.com um, where you can go and actually see pictures and descriptions of all the different facilities, everything from the podcast rooms to the video production rooms, the Dolby Atmos rooms, our sound stages, um, and all of the training rooms that we're doing the workshops in that Pete was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the typical Facebook, uh, oh, yeah. Social twi- Twitter, Instagram, all of those that, that we've got where you see a lot of our more or less behind the scenes content of when we're out, you know, setting up for concerts or when we're trying to set up film shoots. Yep. Um, so you really get to see all those aspects of it. So you said something that I want to make sure folks caught. It was, you know, two microphones and the truth mm-hmm. <laughs> or two cameras in the truth. Yeah, two, cameras two, two, two cameras in the truth. Kind of okay. like how everyone says, you know, with terrible country songs, three chords in the truth. Same thing goes with video and just capturing <laughs> what we need these days. It's two that's cameras true. in the yeah, truth. That's right. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it. Three chords in the truth gets, you know, my achy break your heart and my goodness. <laughs> oh, good so, so two, two cameras in the truth. That's, that's all it needs. So, you know, Pete was saying, yeah, you don't need like these red cameras, which, you know, and, kind of an industry standard that are kind of like a start of $45,000 each. And then you need the $10 million budget to get this stuff done. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of got a good camera in my pocket and, you know, I can do that, you know, and, and mm-hmm. capture my story and get out there. And there's most likely someone that's going to want to hear it. And that goes to the proof of, you know, Thomas's point of films that he thought wouldn't be successful. There is somebody out there for every bit of so come take a chance is your invitation. That's right. Well, you have to, yeah, you owe it to yourself. You, if there's a dream that's planted in you, I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer that whatever dream that has been planted in you is achievable. Mm-hmm. The only person that can stop that is you. When you give up on your dream, right? Then now, the dream gives up on you. At some point, you were watching the Commodores from the sideline. Yes, exactly. Okay. But you said, okay, yeah, I was going to take a swing at that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was in college, and and the Commodores were on this huge major world tour. And I was uh, I was just finishing my freshman year in college, went to the concert and sat there in the audience and told my cousin, one day I'm going to be playing with the Commodores. Said it. Come on. Didn't, didn't have a <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. I didn't know how it was going to happen. Didn't know where it was going to happen. Where were you? I was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. So they came through. You're sitting in the stands. You're I'm going to be playing. Yeah, I'm going to be playing with the Commodores. I mean, and Lionel's just, sitting there on the keys. Yeah, and exactly. And I was watching them, you know, because even in high school, I studied the Commodores. That was like one of my favorite groups. Uh, so yeah. so to actually to actually have that become a reality, right? I believe in dreams. I know they can happen. Well, clearly. And so what were some of those first steps for you, that the guy that's out there in your chair now, sitting in the stands watching his favorite band or his favorite films, what... What was the impetus for you to take those first steps, and, and what were they like? Well, it, well, it was something I knew I was going to do. It was never any any question at all. Did you just make a mind. phone call? No, I was I was actually working at a piano store mm-hmm. selling pianos. Okay, and a friend of mine said, "Hey, Thomas, if you really want to do this seriously, you got to have to really make that leap and commit because you're doing it part time, and the people you're competing with are doing this full time." Right. So I quit my piano gig. Okay. And and shortly after that, one of the gentlemen um, who was a producer knew one of the Commodores and, and knew they were auditioning keyboard players. No kidding. And, and I went over and actually um, got the call to meet with him. And I thought, 
oh, I'm getting this ex- exclusive call. And I got there and there were eight other keyboard players there. Yep. It's like, wow. And they started rallying off their resumes and it was huge. They had toured yep. with Diana Ross and all these huge people. And I'm just <laughs> out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Hadn't done anything at the level. Yeah. And I felt defeated for a minute. But then I, and after the interview, I told Walter, the guy who was doing the interview, who was Mr. Brickhouse, Say, hey, you got some great people here, and I know you're going to choose one of them, and I understand. But if you would give me a tape of the show, I will learn it. And if you're ever in the buying again and you ever need a keyboard player, I already know your show. So you just put it out there. Just put it out there. And one day you got a call. Four days later, I got a call from their manager saying the Commodores wants to hire you. Ah, I mean, tell me. There was. There was. I didn't feel I was qualified enough at that level. Yep. But they saw something in me, and it was like I was a fish in water. It fit me like a glove. A glove. It yeah. really it really did. And now to be their music director and to actually um, co-produce their records, pretty, it's been a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this speaks to what Pete and, and Evan we've been talking about as well, is those dormant talents out there that we really just need to welcome to the table. Come meet some of the folks at Production Point, okay, whether you're in music, film, or some other medium, or you have a corporate event for that matter, Mm -hmm. okay? But we're talking about the industry here, and I want to get a little deeper into it in the fourth quarter where we say, okay, we're not a monolithic industry. Come on in, take a chance, express that dream. We're back in a minute. One critical fact that needs to be established is that your injuries were caused by the accident incident you were involved in. For your case to have merit, it must be made clear that had you not been in the crash in the first place, you wouldn't have been hurt. This is one of the most important steps in the entire process, and leaving it to anyone but an expert is a serious mistake. Ramos Law, doctor, lawyer, partner, combining medical and legal knowledge for better outcomes for you. All right, we're back here in the fourth quarter with uh, one of the heaviest rooms I've had in a long time, and it's been a real privilege to hang out with uh, media entrepreneur Evan Hooten, film director and Emmy Award winner Pete Schuerman, and Commodore's keyboardist and music director Thomas Dawson. Gentlemen, it's really been a privilege. Thank you for being here. here. um, Now, obviously, I've, I've kind of glazed over your individual pedigrees and resumes intentionally. Because uh, this audience likes to hear what's under the hood, okay? What you're thinking about, what you're dialing in on. And, uh, you know, the resumes are phenomenal. And one day, I'd love to have you each individually back up in here in the studio, and we'll do a deep dive on you personally. Today's topic really focuses on the development of the in, the entertainment industry more intentionally. Uh, and that could include film. It could include music. It can include any medium, okay? And like Evan said, you know, two cameras in the truth or three cords in the truth. You know, I think that's, uh, that's pretty impressive um, to boil it down to that salient issue. And what I want to do now is have you guys kind of close out the hour talking about the specific building blocks. Here comes the intentionality of this. Cause you did something in, in long beach, Thomas, that was pretty extraordinary. So from the music side of this and how that relates to production point and how that all ties together you did something in Long Beach. You're going to bring that concept to Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. I worked with a dear friend of mine by the name of Derek Simpson, and he had a program in Long Beach, California, that the goal of the program was to 
a track at Rift Youth. Uh, there were high schoolers. Okay. And what we did, we knew they were interested in the arts. So we created a whole program to teach them sustainability and how can you could survive. Also, we wanted to teach them great morals and values through this. Quincy Jones once once told me that your music is never going to be any more or any less than you are as a human being. So don't strive to be a better musician. Strive to be a better human being. Beautiful. And that really stuck with me. Um, so this program, what we created was we had a we had a, f- a film sector. Mm-hmm. We had a, a gentleman by the name of Lionel Martin that taught the f- the film part of this or the music video part of this. Out of the top fifty all time best hip hop videos, Lionel Martin at that time had directed twenty five of the top fifty. <laughs> nice. So he was the content expert for the film part. Indeed. I was the content expert for the music. Then we also had a part of that 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 taught art we also had photography so sort of what we're doing at at, at production point mm-hmm. but the success of that that my music program caught the eyes and ears of the grammys no kidding and because every every semester we did a full cd of a minimum of 10 songs we did three music videos in a concert okay and the grammys came to one of our concerts and then they they were doing a james brown exhibit at the grammy museum mm-hmm. they asked uh me to put together a program for that. James Brown's family was going to be there. Wow. And, and they asked us to, okay, if you can do maybe some of James Brown's songs. Well, we did a concert with James Brown songs, and our kids also wrote three original songs. Hmm. And the Grammy said, we were hoping you would have given us 70%. You guys gave us 200%. Beautiful. After that, they invited uh, our students to come to the White House to meet Michelle Obama about an initiative in the in the music. Wow! So through that, I have one of my students actually runs the educational program for the Grammy Museum, <laughs> Skyler. Another of my students, Gibeon. Uh, last year, I watched him on the Grammys performing with Justin Bieber. He is a huge music success story, and his records are going platinum. And these kids came through your they program. They came through the program. I had my hands on these kids. Wow. You know, and so it can happen. But what we had were content experts to help guide this talent. And you're going to lay that in place that's here. What, that's exactly what Production Point is about. We okay. want to do that. So it's, it's a model that works. If you have a talent and interest and have people to help guide you through it and people that believe in you and help instill values in you, it's a winning model. Absolutely. Pete, from the film side, now film can include shorts, documentaries, full-length features, mm-hmm. you know, television shows. I mean, you name it. So how do we – that's one building block for the music scene yeah. is he's inviting musicians from around the community to come in and have that conversation. And let's see what we can do. Yep. How about for those who like film? And I, 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 whatever I can add here is, is probably pale a little bit in, <laughs> at risk youth programs and Grammy Awards and everything. But you I know puppies. we can get there. You had puppies. We have puppies. Yeah, we, we, yeah. We, I've tried to – my projects have always tried to deal with um, – that's great. You know, <laughs> large, large issue things that everybody could relate to. So right mm-hmm. now we're working with um, – Hazing and alcohol, and substance abuse in, in mm-hmm. colleges with, with, with film haze and following up with that. But mm-hmm. I can speak in a general sense what I think film, I think what a community really needs to understand. And sure. my, of course, I'm biased. But mm-hmm. to me, film is a, 
is kind of a gateway drug of of arts. Okay. okay. It like you said, not only are there different forms, but it encompasses all forms of art, music, sound mm-hmm. design. Yep. Um, then, of course, you have acting, but you also have the art director that comes to a film, mm-hmm. set design, the so lighting, you just it. about everything you can think of that are within the arts is involved in film. Now, if 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 film also happens to be movies, it tend to be a form that most everybody likes you know it's kind of universally you, you don't find a, a you know like a, a, a gallery snob in, in movie uh, you know fandom it's just everybody seems to like movies. they just have their current up certain kinds of movies they like mm-hmm. but what say like a good film festival or an epicenter for film production can do a lot of people can come and see that uh, there's all the, it, it, as it's learned about and explored more as an art form as film is, they'll see that it encompasses all of these other types of, of art form mm-hmm. and, and is put more people that are dying to make their mark that really know what they're doing, have a skill set and can get their, um, get those skills really honed. People will eventually see that a lot of films are coming from our region. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these things are coming from this area, from Colorado Springs. Not to mention showcasing some of the beautiful scenery that we have here. For the, the, the <laughs> right. We're doing good aesthetic. So there is a program I had launched some years ago. I'd love to reinitiate with the with the uh, Production Point Academy, which we call the First First Take Film Fellowship. But I'd love to see young area filmmakers. Do a promo of our area and our region, finding the funding for this. There you go, and do it in a cinematic way. Mm-hmm. And then the um, the area like the sizzle reel you talked about. Yeah, let's let our young people do it and give them the resources to do it. Mm-hmm. But find those people that have a real aptitude for visuals and story. Right, and I'd love to see that redeveloped. See if that's a great great concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. So, Thomas, what's your formal invitation to to this this new program that you you are going to incubate here? This this thing that you did in Long Beach, now you're going to bring home here. Well, we're doing it at Production Point. Okay. Call the numbers there. Yeah. Evan has already established that, and we are here to help. Okay. We're here to help establish. We know you're out there. Right. Young people. So when you did it in Long Beach, did you make a like a, an open call for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we worked a lot through the high schools at that point. Okay. Yeah. And that's the thing. I've got one of the school districts in here, um, yeah. Shine Mountain, who actually had asked me to sit on their advisory board for their curriculum um, to help them kind of establish and, and yeah. strengthen their curriculum to make sure that their students actually have that clear path into the workforce. So again, so it doesn't have to be an individual. And maybe that's, again, from yeah. the intimidating factor. You right. don't have to be the random John Smith coming off the street. Like if you're a teacher, if you're um, there you go. Uh, yeah, anybody, if if you're the city government, the uh, city government who says, "Hey, we've got our AV department, but yeah. we need a little bit of help." Yeah. Um, you know, we just bring the guys in. We have all the tools. We got the fun, and and again, it's kind of from a creative side, help them review what they've got going on, and just go from yeah, there. Well, well, my last year there because I had already moved here to Colorado Springs, but I flew back that summer. I flew back every every week mm-hmm. to teach my students, and flew back here for the whole summer because that's that summer the city of long beach wanted to employ their their at-risk youth and give them jobs meaningful jobs so one of the jobs they gave was if you came to our program they paid the students at their summer job to come to the program no kidding to do what they love to do the arts oh, i love it so i think if i if we can get our community to see the value in that mm-hmm. and our city to see the value in that and get behind that and help fund that. They will. Yeah. Absolutely. Huge opportunity. Invest in our youth. What's your formal invitation? So same thing. You got 
the individual who wants to do it. And maybe you have a school that wants to do it and a bunch of kids within that. And it doesn't just have to be kids. It can be people of any, I mean, I came to you at 55, right. You know, with some, with some project ideas and we're going to execute hopefully within a year here. So what's your invitation? Uh, Basically, everything that we've been saying it just translates to film. Your your okay. vision, you have something you'd really like to see bring brought to life. You're just wondering how to go, you know, how to get this pull list off, and what are the ABCs to get it done. Well, we could do. Uh, there's a wealth of knowledge I could share. What I found works, mm-hmm. and it's it starts with that. Just starting with the uh, getting moving, just getting something off and get it getting rolling, and we can help you in a, a variety of different ways of tried and true practices that can help. All right, Evan, close this out real quick. Contact information and your invitation to Production Point. My, real quick. Honestly, my invitation is just come on, let's have some fun. Uh, again, just walk in the facility. Uh, it, it's very hard to explain until you get to walk it. You know, get your creative juices flowing on, on all levels. But either, again, please email info at productionpointcomplex.com for general inquiries. Uh, call 719 719- Nine six seven six four six eight to get to our office and reach out to anybody um, or go to productionpointcomplex.com. We'd love to get to know you, um, invite you into the family and see what we can do together. Love it, guys. Gentlemen, thank you. Evan Hooten, Pete Shurman, Thomas Dawson. What a treat. Thank you, but gentlemen, for doing this. Now, normally I send our listeners out on a song that it was buried in the archives somewhere long, long ago and just refresh your memories. But I'm sitting here with a Commodore, okay, <laughs> uh, an actual Commodore, and I'm going to have him. Tell us what song he jams to. Hey, the song that gets me up and going, gets everybody up and going, is Brick House. Ow. <laughs> Coming from a Commodore. I mean, come on, folks. Did you just not goob out and get goosebumps? <laughs> All right. We're out of here, gentlemen. Thanks for coming. This is Dirk Hobbs, True North. Next week, we'll see you then. been listening to true north with your host dirk hobbs saturday mornings at 8 on am 1460 and fm 101.1 the answer three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.